I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great episode of Finding Your Frequency. I am your host for the day, Ryan Treasure. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know everybody out there is just stressed and just anxious and, you know, wanting the whole world to get back to normal and, you know, it puts a lot of stress on families and a lot of stress on relationships. And so I want to cover that topic today with our guest and, you know, really kind of delve into some, you know, tools that we can learn, um, some things that we can put into practice to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're loving deeply. We're being uh, compassionate to our partners and to our families. Uh, and so today we're going to talk to uh, Michelle Kynan. She's an expert in masculine and feminine relationship dynamics and helping people cultivate satisfying marriages. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You know, uh, you're a successful person, a speaker, a community builder, expert in well-being and, and also neuro-linguistic programming. And uh, a lot of those neuro-linguistic things, I'm sure, are very helpful for uh, relationships. And I want to talk you know, more about that. But uh, staying true to the idea of this radio show called Finding Your Frequency, Michelle, how did you find your frequency in life and in business and decide to do what you're doing? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Um, the way that I decided how to hone on on what I do and what gives me the most joy and purpose is actually by really identifying and understanding all of my struggles and my pain points and uh, my shadow aspects and realizing that if, if and when I'm struggling with something, I'm not the only one and many others out there are generally struggling with the same things. Maybe the details of the story is different, but the experiences are those universal human experiences. So through not being afraid of those times of pain or trauma or difficulties and finding solutions and then not holding those solutions for myself, but really finding ways to share and teach others uh, to be in the best places they can be as well. That's always been the way that I found my calling and my business opportunities and successes. That's interesting. So uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of have a, a similar story with, with mine. I just kind of, um, you know, just kind of found my place. I wasn't necessarily looking for anything and I just happened to find my, my place. Um, and I've been here at voice America for 16 years and I absolutely enjoy interviewing people like yourselves and, you know, and getting the word out to our audience about, you know, how people tick, why they do what they do. And, uh, everybody, uh, seems to have a little bit of a different approach on, you know, how they got where they are, but you know, um, thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons I love NLP, neurolinguistic programming, is it really gives you a basis and all these tools to reframe anything and to find the opportunity uh, in any situation. And I think that's really crucial for all of us right now because we're in unprecedented times. 
everything that we have known is falling apart or is in a state of flux. And so we can get dragged down with it or we can find ways to be the helper both for ourselves and then through that understanding for other people. And that's why I'm really excited to uh, to talk to you today to help everyone that's in relationship right now, whether they're struggling in their relationships specifically or struggling while they're in relationships to to create the resources um, and that kind of structure for themselves to to be really well and so that their families can be really well also. Yeah, and I think especially with, you know, this whole COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, everybody being sequestered or quarantined in their homes, it really it really adds a whole layer of complexity. I mean, I know for myself, you know, even though my wife and I work in the same company, um, when you're forced to, you know, stay indoors 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it really starts to set a toll Um it's it, it creates stress it creates all kinds of different you know emotions that you didn't necessarily deal with uh before but i think it's also an opportunity too for us as families as units to uh be more cohesive to to understand each other better um, but you got to be able to get through the anxiety and through the stress of what you're dealing with in order to come out on the other side and have that understanding yeah i agree you know i i think that on the one hand, we're struggling with these new structures or these new ways that we're forced to to be in, like that we have to be at home or we don't have the the same like uh, autonomy or freedoms that we used to have before, and that can feel really rough. And at the same time, now that we're sheltered in place or we're limited and we're not able to be as busy um, or even distracted as we were before with all these outside things, it's really forcing a lot of us to come face to face with issues that might have been easily avoided in the past or things that we were too busy to deal with because we were at offices for many hours a day or had our to-do lists or, or you know, we're able to sort of dance around or skirt around those things. And now we can't do that anymore. Um, and so in, in that whole frame of remembering that there's always an opportunity, there's always a silver lining feeling that kind of struggle i just want to remind people that it's it's not a bad thing it's actually something i call afog which is another effing opportunity for growth (laughs) (laughs) that there's an opportunity now that this is the moment where whatever you feel it's just telling you that there's something to be paid attention to here and we each have the opportunity to create what we want even if right now we feel stuck in what we don't want yeah no that's a hundred percent you know, we talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on on this radio show about how they became successful and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of them say, you know, uh, through their trials and tribulations is how they became successful, like going through uh, uncomfortable situations or putting yourself, you know, uh, outside of your comfort zone, you know, was was what gave them the you know, ammunition to go, Oh, wait a minute, I've been doing this all wrong. You know? And I think sometimes you have to have a little anxiety, a little bit of pressure um, in order to kind of maybe be more creative to think through a situation. I mean, I know for me, uh, I, when I, uh, I'm at the studio today, but I've, I've been, you know, home and uh, as well, but you know, I'm sitting at work trying to work and, you know, my daughter, she's bored They're, They They have school, but they're only giving her, you know, like limited activities. And like I have one of those, 
I have one of those, like, if you don't keep feeding the mind, the kid goes crazy kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> and she's super, super smart. And they, they give her her assignments on Monday. She's done with the whole week by Tuesday afternoon. Um, and, you know, and then here I am on Wednesday working and, you know, my daughter's bored and she can't play with her friends and she can't do this and she can't do that. And so now it's, you know, she's turning to mom and dad like she wants to play with us. And mom has to work. Dad has to work. Um, and, and it does. It becomes an uncomfortable scenario where I don't want to say, hey, you know, I don't want to talk to you or get out of my office at the house, you know. Um, but at the same time, I got to get my work done and I also got to be a father. And so um, that that put a lot of pressure on me. Right. Um, and, I, and I think that pressure has actually been helpful. I've I've learned some some new techniques, some new ways of communication with my child that I wasn't using before that I'm finding that are working better. Um, and I wouldn't have probably I would have I wouldn't have found that out had I not been in that situation, you know. Right. And I, I think that there's like a, in a way, a great equalizer that's happening. Um, you know, before there were a lot of um, circumstances where certain members of the family were out at the office. And so one of the parent was home dealing more with the kids stuff or with the scheduling and organizing the home stuff. And now everybody's home. Yeah. Everybody's figuring it out together, you know, and it's, it's, it's creating, I want to say a new opportunity again, but if you can look at it from that way about like, okay, that isn't working for me, whether it wasn't working before or whether it's not working now, as long as you can get really clear on the vision for how you want it to be, then you can start to be someone that is showing up to create solutions that is going to bring that vision to life. You know, it's if you yeah. stay stuck in the, it's not working and then the complaining and then the stress of it. And, and look, even that part is important, right? Like you can't just say, stress is bad, anxiety is bad, you shouldn't be in that place. That is actually part of that growth process, feeling that discomfort. And that is the fuel that is pushing you to move through it or get out of there. So, but remembering that it's all a process. And, and, and I've had it for myself too, you know, um, I'm an entrepreneur that happens to be married to my co-founder. So we're co-founders, co-partners, or co-parents. Like, like there's a joke that we have that we sort of felt like we were living a quarantine lifestyle before all this happened because we spent so much time together. And in that time, we had to learn a lot about balance, about boundaries, about communicating what's working and what's not, about deciding when we close the computer, that we don't talk about work stuff um, over meals, like that when we're with our daughter, we're super present with her we have to be intentional about creating those structures. And I think that's what a lot of people are realizing now, like, okay, we're home and maybe we're working from home, but now we're also parenting from home. And a lot of us are homeschooling from home and whatever else we need to do. So it really is up to us to create the structures that we want to create to feel successful or to feel however we want to feel in, in our home lives. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily like, so you feel good about it, but I mean, it's just kind of, for me as an operations guy, like you have to have some structure in order to have operational congruency, even in your, whether it's a business or your house, you know, and I think a lot of people in the beginning of this whole pandemic thing are like, Oh, it's not going to last too long. And you know, they're lounging around in their PJs all day working off their laptop, which is great. But I found for myself, I can't, I can't do that. I have to treat every day. Like I'm getting up and I'm going to the office or going into the studio. You know, I get up in the morning at five 30, you know, I still do my yoga, my 30 minutes of uh, of martial arts kata before I jump in the shower, uh, still make breakfast, all that stuff. And then even though I'm not walking out the door to go to work, um, I'm walking into my, my home office 
office. But having that structure for me has been helpful. So I, so that way I can keep myself in a serious professional mindset when I when it comes to, you know, doing uh, uh, Internet talk radio or whether it be uh, managing operations remotely, uh, any of those kind of things. But, um, you know, and I, and I think maybe that may work for some people, but not for everybody else. Um, but that's what I found that worked for me was just keeping a, a consistent routine that I had before, but just changing the dynamic of instead of getting in the car uh, and, and can go into the office, I'm, I'm walking into my home office. And, uh, you know, my wife does the same thing, except for she's got a deal, you know, with Marley and, and which is our daughter and, and some of those kind of things. And we, we found out the very similar thing too. you know, my wife was doing all of the, you know, uh, she would get off early every day, pick up the daughter from school, take her to karate um, a couple times a week and dance a couple times a week. And we have all these activities that we do because we have an only child. So we're trying to keep her, you know, busy and, 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 and so she's not bored. Um, and my wife and I actually had a little tiff, you know, um, like a week ago. And she came to me and said she felt like I wasn't doing enough at home when I'm home um, when it comes to some of those certain things, because now karate is remote um, and dance is remote um, and they're doing it all over Zoom, you know. And so one of the things that she had mentioned to me and and that I didn't even realize was that those times where I'm home, I can, I can be there as the parental figure for karate because karate is now later in the day, which then gives my wife time to finish her work because she's been dealing with the child all day. And um, it was one of those things that we, we like, in, we got in an argument about, and we haven't been in an argument in several years. And when I say argument, I'm not like, you know, screaming and yelling at each other, but you know, something more than our standard uh, disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling yeah, you, it, it, and, and it was like, it had to happen though. And because it happened now, I have an understanding of um, what her expectation is. So that way she can still, you know, do the things that are important for her professional life and still maintain proper parenting stuff, you know? Right. And that's, that's what I mean about that discomfort, you know, like arguments aren't bad, like getting triggered by your partner by different situations aren't bad. Like, first of all, they're an energetic release of whatever emotions have been built up inside of you. Um, and then as it comes to a head in that way, that's that opportunity for deciding what to make different. And, and as much as we can try to pretend or, or keep business as usual, you know, as much as you keep your routine and do those things that let you feel in control or let you feel organized, at the same time, what this global situation is showing us is that absolutely nothing is in control or like we've never been in control anyway. And so that's bringing up a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty for people like emotions and energy are really running at a very high frequency in a very different way um, for the masses than, than they used to do before. And, and, and even more so, like if I'm thinking about, you know, just cause you were talking about your family, it's also important to remember that what's good for, us or for me isn't necessarily what is good or works for my partner, especially when you're in a relationship where there's a, a masculine, feminine, energetic dynamic, yeah, yeah. Um, that men men and women are different. And what we need to be our best or feel our best or what motivates us is different. How we express ourselves, how we feel our emotions is different. Like even that way that you were saying, well, I don't, I don't necessarily need to be happy. I want to feel this way. Like for you, what you need to feel in order to feel grounded and however you want to feel could be different than what your wife needs, could be different than what I need. And so recognizing yeah. that and like understanding that and, and then having the opportunity to work together, that's going to be what really helps couples pull through with us. Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy to use website. On schedule delivery. 
One of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are of the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None. None of that sticky stuff. Four scents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPA SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America and only our listeners get this discount. SpaTree and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. SpaTreatOfficial.com. Get your awesome hand sanitizer. Yeah, I actually found for my particular scenario, I have I have I have had to tap into, you know, like my feminine energy and kind of tone my masculinity down a little bit because I'm the only I'm the only male at my house. Even 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 our dogs are females. Um, and, <laughs> and so my standard approach with how I deal with managing human beings in a professional setting versus how I'm managing relationships at home um, or something that I, I just recently learned in the last couple of weeks is I've got to tap into my feminine energy a little bit more and leverage some of that during my communications with with my family. So that way I can I can communicate on a level that resonates with the rest of my household because my standard uh, mechanism doesn't really work that well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Business success and how you run your business is way different than how you need to be and act and operate when you are trying to create quote unquote family success, you know, like you can be an amazing team leader, an amazing entrepreneur, amazing business leader and need to rely on certain skills and energetic traits in order to be that person and have that success. But you might need to pull out a whole new bag of tricks when you get home and when you're dealing with um, with your partner, when you're dealing with your kids, like mm-hmm. they don't necessarily want the, the successful businessman part of you. They need something else. But at the same time, yeah. something that I really want to Um, bring up is actually how important it is for us all to have access to both our masculine and our feminine and so while you learn which is really cool everything that you said I was just nodding along like yep 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 like while you've (laughs) learned how to um, access more of your feminine communication skills or that kind of softer energy when you're at home we still want I'm saying we many women that are in these dynamics with with male partners we still want to feel our men be leaders and to be strong and to take care of business, so to speak, and and have that partnership together where each of our zones of genius or each of our energetic strengths 
can can meet in our partner so that we can really build what we want to build together or, or get through this in the best way for our families. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where, you know, NLP can come in handy. And I want to talk more about that. But first, I need to thank the sponsor of our radio show. Uh, and it just this is this is so timely as well. Spa Treat hand sanitizer at SpotTreatOfficial.com uh, is made with certified organic extracts. And I know a lot of people are having trouble finding hand sanitizer. Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpotTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy to use website. Um, I use this stuff and it comes in a bunch of different uh, uh, scents. It's got an unscented, a tea tree, a lavender, a lemon. I love to use the lavender in the evening time because it kind of sets the tone for going to bed. The tea tree smells well as well. Uh, but go check out the website spa treat official you're going to get online uh on schedule delivery with their fulfillment team they're working around the clock like 24 hours a day seven days a week to make this hand sanitizer during this time of need so get your order in so you can get it fast and you'll get it faster than any other company including amazon they don't even sell their stuff on amazon because amazon is placing holds on uh, delivery of items uh based off of whatever algorithm i'm not sure but <laughs> definitely just go to uh, spottreatofficial.com it does have 62 percent alcohol uh it's the content recommended by the fda between 60 and 80 percent the reason why this one has 62 is so it doesn't dry out your hands um i use this stuff probably 15 times a day and my hands still are nice and soft uh, and again like i mentioned earlier they have certified organic extracts the ingredients uh in the in the spa treat hand sanitizer of the highest quality and designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you all at the same time and it is made right here in the united states of america I mean, I know right now that's probably um, an important thing to focus on as we start to shift back industry back to the United States from other, other outside countries. Um, so this stuff right here is made in the United States. For listeners of Finding Your Frequency, if you put in SPA Spa at the checkout, you'll receive 5% off your entire order. Um, they're not only offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. The promo code is exclusive to Voice America and only to our listeners to get the discount. So use SPA SPA uh, in the uh, checkout uh, and 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 just go go get you some hand sanitizer. They're not gouging. You know, I think a bottle's like $7.49. So make sure you go check out the website, spatreatofficial.com and order yours today. Of course, I had to talk about hand sanitizer, right, Michelle? <laughs> I was like, who's, who's the sponsor going to be? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Really good company out of, uh, out of, uh, uh Southern California. Uh, great, great guy, Kyle, who owns the company. Um, I know him personally and yeah, their product is phenomenal, phenomenal. It's great. Awesome. So go check it out. So before we were talking about hand sanitizer, uh, we were talking <laughs> about neurolinguistics and how that can kind of help in these times with, uh, you know, communication with our loved ones while we're all cramped together and stacked on top of each other at home. Uh, it made that sound so worse than it is. I have a three bedroom house. There's only three of us that live there, so we're not really stacked on top of each other. But uh, but let's talk about that NLP. I mean, one thing for me that I've learned uh, through NLP, which is a practice called pacing, right? And I'm sure you understand what that practice is. Um, and when I sit back for a minute and I listen to how my daughter or my wife is communicating with me, 
right? Being able to pace that in my answers has been like detrimental in, in being able to have that communication. What other kind of tips and tricks do you think um, people should know when it comes to leveraging a little bit of NLP? If Even if they don't know what it is, you know, maybe a, a, a tip or a trick or two for them to help communicate better. Yeah, I, I think that one of my um, favorite uh, precepts of NLP, one of the first things that I learned from my teachers is to always assume the best intent. Um, And this has been such a game changer for me personally, in my marriage, when working with my clients, um, with the women that I I coach and the women that are in my hashtag quarantine wives club uh, group (laughs) on Facebook is really um, teaching people how to figure out, like see below the surface, right? There's the action that people do. And then there's the interpretation that our mind creates based on our own past experiences or lessons that we might've gotten or old pain that we've gone through. But if you can really take a breath and take a look and understand that everybody's always doing the best that they can, even if it looks like they're not doing a horrible job and understanding that there's probably a positive intention or a good reason for why they're doing that action. It's it'll, it'll change so much for you. It'll help you have more compassion and it'll also help to de-escalate um, situations. Like, like I, I'm working with, with women primarily um, and those are women that either come to me because they're like, "Ah, I need help or it's because their partners are like, please help this woman or else we're going to be down a path of divorce and I can't do that right now. Right. And so something that I help a lot of the women that I work with do is sort of talk themselves back from the edge where they're at this place maybe of like resentment or just so much anger and they're interpreting everything that their partner does that triggers them as well he's selfish or he doesn't help me or he is lazy or or i have to do everything myself he doesn't care all these kinds of um assumptions that they make and i teach them and i show them how actually there's probably a really good reason for why their partner is doing that thing or behaving in that kind of way and when they can see it from that place it really shifts something inside of them and it really lets them to understand their partner better. And then it allows them to identify different motivations or different ways that they can relate to or speak with their partner that might give them the intended result or outcome that they actually desire. Oh, wow. That's golden nuggets right there. Golden nuggets. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, when we're in a part in a relationship, we're in a partnership, and it's so easy to forget that and to 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 be competing, to feel like we're competing against the other person, or that we have to manage the other person, or get the other person to do what we want to do, and and that creates this dynamic where we're against each other, we're using our energy against each other instead of co-creating together. And so, if yeah. you want to be in a partnership, you have to be a good partner too, and you have to take that first step if you're struggling you have the opportunity and the responsibility to take the first step to be different and that'll shift everything in that dynamic. So while you were talking, I came up with the title for this episode, relationship communication during this pandemic. Remember we're all in this together. Right. And I think, I think that's an important point, right? Like it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about the kid. It's about us. It's about togetherness. It's about figuring out a way that we can cohabitate in a manner that makes us all happy. 
Yes, happy and gives us what we need. Again, remember, your value might be, I want to be happy. That might not necessarily be what your partner needs. And so that kind of communication, right? Again, don't make assumptions about if that's what you want, that's what they want too, right? So understanding that, getting clear, not not making those calls or, or doing that work on your own, but really coming together as partners and, and figuring out together, like, hey, what do we both want here? Like, what are we trying to create here? What's working for us? What isn't working for us? What am I doing that sets you off? What are you doing that sets me off? And, 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 and identifying together, this was so crucial in my own relationship that like I, me and my husband had a, a conversation with each other where, where we identified like we're in this together. <laughs> we're here for each other and had to look at each one of us and, and figure out are we actually doing things that are in service of that or that are breaking that apart and taking, you know, realizing the things that I was doing that were not for the partnership that we're actually getting in my husband's way of being successful or giving me the things that I said that I wanted. That was a huge shock to me and my ego. And I had to make a decision to stop doing those things and, and take them off the table so that he could really be in his power. Yeah, no, and that's, and that's a, that's a really good point. And I think that's what a lot of people forget is you have to have open lines of communication to allow your partner to tell you what they want or what they need. Um, you know, taking that little bit of time, whether it be 10 or 15 minutes after the kiddos have gone to bed and just asking your, your significant other a question like, how are you doing? How are things going for you today? Or how have they gone this week? Is there anything that you need me to do different? Or is there anything I can do to help you? That simple statement right there, that simple question on an every other day basis can make the difference between, um, you know, whether you're cohabitating nicely or not. Yes, yes. I just actually was interviewed for an article on how to divorce proof your marriage during <laughs> COVID-19. And that was one of the one of the tips that I gave was on creating sacred one on one time with your partner where it's after the kids are asleep, no computers, no cell phones. And, and it can feel awkward in the beginning, especially for people that haven't done that for a while or that are used to just being busy all the time and being next to each other, but not really being present or with each other, but yeah. just having that space where you can reconnect and just feel the other person. Like it's those, those are the foundational things that, that make for a strong relationship and let the other person know that you care, even if you don't know, have the right words to say, or you don't know how to do like a 60 second eye gazing ritual or something like that. I mean, <laughs> there's many things that you could yeah. do during that intimate time, you know, that isn't just sex or anything like that. There's many ways to connect, but even just creating that space and having the intention to be together is so connective and so powerful. Yeah, so my wife and I, we have a couple of TV shows that we watch together. Um, and so generally what happens, our routine, right, is the kid goes to bed. We've had dinner already. Uh, and then generally my wife and I will hang out on the couch and, you know, I'll choose one of the couple shows that we watch together and, and watch that together. And and last night what I did, I, I did exactly that before we were before we sat down on the couch and I said, hey, before we start watching TV, how, how did everything go today? Like, is everything awesome. okay? Are you good? You know, um, and then this is this is where, you know, she's like, yeah, everything was good. I appreciate you coming home and helping with karate because before I wasn't helping with karate. I was just, I would come home and start working again. Um, and, and so my wife was like, hey, I appreciate you helping with this. And, you know, we were able to have a different conversation than we were having, you know, weeks before where, you know, I, I didn't know that there was an issue. 
until she blatantly just came out and said, Ryan, I need to talk to you. This is a problem that I'm having and I need you to help me out with this. You know, and I didn't know that it was a problem because I wasn't asking the questions, you know? And so right. now that, now that we're asking the, the questions, it's, it's, it's a whole different relationship. Right. Cause a lot of times people struggle in relationships. Like they don't want to talk about I don't know if they don't want to talk about the hard stuff or it's hard to talk about the hard stuff. So, or what, when is the right time? When do I, interject this when do I bring this up I don't want to get in a in a big fight you know I don't want to make it a thing so when you have that kind of space where it's safe to share or where you know both people are sitting down ready to listen and ready to to be with each other that's like an excellent opportunity to to be able to express that that's actually something that me and my husband do on a nightly basis before we go to bed we each ask each other are you complete like, is there anything that you needed to say that didn't get said? Is there anything that you need me to know? You know, this is your opportunity to share with me, to get it off your heart, off your chest, off your mind, so that we can really, like, end the day and start fresh tomorrow. So it can just be little things like that that are just check-ins. You know, it doesn't have to be these crazy long things or anything like that, but they're just really, really important because it's so easy, especially in a crisis, especially when so much stuff is going on in the world, to... Um, to be busy and to just be getting through every day and just to like hit the pillow at the end of the night and be like, okay, fine. I, I did it. I made it through. I made it out alive, you know, but we have to take the opportunity. We have to create those moments to also enjoy and to feel love and to live the life that we want, even if the situation is different and the, and the parameters are different. Yeah, no, that's, that's very well said. And it could even be something super simple. You know, I was talking to my wife last night and she's like, no, we're doing pretty good. I know you're going to go to work tomorrow, but you know, there's an activity thing that's up in the closet that Marley really wants to play and I can't reach it. (laughs) She's like, can you just get that for me? And then everything tomorrow will be great. (laughs) Yeah, right. It it was super simple. It was just like, oh, you need, you need, you need a tall guy to grab something for you. Okay. No problem. And, and that's an amazing and simple way to show up. Like we can be so surprised. I think we're just so tainted by everything that we see in like movies and TV about what romance is and what true love really means, like grand gestures, jewelry, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we just want to know that our partner really has our back and really wants to take care of us. And again, that's different for each person. That looks different for a man, for a woman. For in each partnership with each individual, it's, it's totally different. So we can be surprised when we finally listen to what our partner wants and needs. And it can be that simple. Yeah, I really wish that, you know, Hollywood and filmmakers would stop sensationalizing relationships to the to the tune of, you know, these fairy tale gatherings, because you and I, Michelle, we both know that relationships, you know, you it's not a. Uh, like Harry met Sally. I gazed in your eyes. You gazed in my eyes. We fell in love and our lives were just perfect because of that love. Like that's just not the way life works. You know, relationships take effort. They take time. They take uh, contribution um, and, and keeping those things top of mind and, and, oh, and, and, and best of all communication, um, keeping those things top of mind, I think are, are, are some of the things that, you know, people really need to, you know, take to heart, especially during this time, um, because, you know, buying jewelry right now to try to make your significant other happy is not going to do anything for anyone. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I barely put on my jewelry, right? Like, it, it's a good it's a good day now when I put on pants with a waist, you know? So it's it's um it's just like in Hollywood, right? Like, who would ever th- who would gossip to their girlfriend? Like, oh my man, he 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 pulled that thing off the high shelf for me. Like, he's amazing, you know? Like, it's hard to portray that as something romantic, you know? But just That's funny. to know. Yeah, but just to know, like, I think it's romantic. After being with my husband for 10 years now, I think that's very romantic, you know, doing like me knowing that my husband, no matter what, like, has my back that when I pick my zombie apocalypse team, he would definitely be the first person that I'm choosing. Like, if I need anything, I know that he'll always be there. Like, that is the most important thing to me. Like, that's the thing that I can really ground down in and just feel confident and relaxed and safe. And and especially in these times, like women yeah. always something that's so important to us is we want to feel safe and we want to feel like our men can provide for us, you know? So that gesture of you pulling down whatever for your wife, you're being a provider for her in that moment. And it can be that simple. Yeah, no. And, and sometimes it is the the simple ones. Funny stories. My, my neighbors that uh, I have, they were talking to each other. One of them works for the city and the other one does construction and, his wife turned around and said to him, well, I'm essential. And he said, he said, he said, no, you're not. And I went, Ooh, Ooh, bad idea. And then my wife and I were talking later and she said to me something like, um, I'm really, I'm really glad you don't talk to me like that. And I said, well, why would I, you are essential. Like (laughs) I need you. I need our daughter. We need each other. We're a unit. Like we are all essential to each other, you know? And, that made her just extremely happy that I had that notion. And it was just something very simple in the moment, you know, not planned out or anything like that. And you know, that, that went a long way. That's beautiful. And, and, and to the point of that interaction with your neighbors, like negging, being passive aggressive, you know, having resentment, that's never going to be the way that you're going to shift anything in your relationship. Neither is micromanaging, bossing, your partner around and so again back to personal responsibility is if you have a problem if you have an issue if you're frustrated if you're angry if you're sad that's not your partner's responsibility that's something that I really want to ring the bell about especially now because a lot of us most of us are are having heightened experiences of emotions that we've been taught are bad or that are really difficult that we don't know how to deal with necessarily and that we'd like to put away. Um, and it's so important that when we're feeling those hard feelings that we handle our, our biz or handle our shit. I don't know if you curse on this radio show, so I'm trying to, uh, be a it's, little it's, bit it's, impor- it's important that people handle their shit. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's <laughs> what I want to say that people handle their shit, you know, and you can do really simple things to handle your emotions because if you don't, it, they're going to get trapped inside of you and you're going to end up dumping them on your partner or you're going to end up taking them out on yourself. So you might have a tantrum, you might say negative things like that, that you don't really mean, but they're still very hurtful or you'll start to feel, you know, pain in your body, anxiety, migraines, backaches, all that kind of stuff. And, and I know people definitely want to stay away from the doctor right now. So, so handling yourself, handling your emotions and that energy inside of you is, is crucial. Actually, I was telling you when we were talking before, I, I, I just created um, a special guide with 10 simple things that you can do to handle your emotions so that you don't dump them all over your partner. And it's so important that, that we're doing that and taking care of ourselves in that way. Yeah. I'm in the middle of dealing with that exact same thing with a six-year-old, right? Um, You know, we're all home and, and you know, their emotions run high and 
I, I keep trying to get my six-year-old to understand the philosophy of that it's okay to have an emotion. It's okay to feel mm. a given way that you want to feel. But what it's not okay is it, it's not okay to allow those emotions to dictate the actions that you take. Right. If you feel mm. bad about something, well, voice that you feel bad about it, feel it, but then move on. Right. Because if you allow that emotion to control you, then now you're you are throwing a temper tantrum and now your emotions are dictating your actions. And I think that same idea bodes well for adults as well. Um, would, you, would you agree on that on that idea? Yeah, because most of us didn't. Le- I mean, myself included, we didn't learn about our feelings and how to handle our feelings when we were kids. And so if you, if you don't know how to do that as an adult, don't worry, you're not alone. Right. Like (laughs) we're, uh, we're all going through that and we all need to take the responsibility to learn. And just in the same way that you're teaching your child and you're having that kind of patience with her and, and you're giving her the tools, we can learn those tools for ourselves. And in fact, we can be that, empowered adult in our own lives because when we're having our feelings when we're feeling our feelings a lot of times what happens is we're reverting back to like a child like a temper tantrumy kind of child from earlier in our life like a time when we were really hurt or we weren't um, taken care of in the way that we wanted to be taken care of right so that's there's like an old wound that's there that we actually have the opportunity to heal now as an adult taking care of that child that maybe didn't have that parent figure or somebody looking out for them in this kind of empowered or educated way. Um, and so give, knowing what those um, options are that you can take, those things that you can do to feel your feelings, what practices you can enact, right? So that's that's why I, I don't know if you want me to share any of them. I came up with 10 of them that I share, in, but there's so many things that you can do. Like as an example, the number one on my list is, and I did it just yesterday, is I walked into um, into the backyard and I, f- I did a primal scream. Like I just let it out. It was ugly. It was loud. It was just I just let it out. And I just I couldn't care about the neighbors, anything like that. But if you do care about the neighbors, grab a pillow or go sit in your car and shut the door. Like just letting out what's bubbling up inside of you, all that feeling that you have inside of you in a healthy way, in a way that doesn't hurt other people and it really lets you process the energy and the feeling of what's going on otherwise it is going to explode when you least expect it or when you least want it to or when you get triggered and then it's out of control very very well said thank you so much i appreciate you being on the radio show today uh, My Michelle, tell, tell people where they can find your website uh and all things uh all things michelle all right, so if you're a wifey that does not want to take your stuff out on your husband, you can join me and other amazing women that are committed to having the relationships we really want in the Quarantined Wives Club, and that's a free Facebook group. It's hashtag Quarantined Wives Club. Um, or my website is Michelle Kanan, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-K-E-I-N-A-N.com, and that's where you can download my free gift on how to deal with your emotions so that you don't dump them all over your partner awesome thank you so much for being on finding your frequency and for those of you that are listening on your favorite podcast device make sure you uh, share this to all of your friends family uh, get the word out about this because i think it's important that we all uh, maintain uh, successful and fantastic relationships throughout this quarantine and covid19 malarkey i like that word malarkey uh, <laughs> 
And please make sure to rate us five stars because five stars are way better than four. And you can always get in touch with us at info at voiceamerica.com. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Radio Ryan One, at Jeff Spinney Two, and of course, at Voice America TRN. Thank you guys so much to listening to this episode of Finding Your Frequency. And make sure you stay tuned to this channel because we got more stuff coming at you later this week. <laughs>